news. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on the third day of December, 2020. She's a Thursday. My name would be Nick, and there's Big J, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Setting the table for you today on the docket. We have to recap the morning after Fantasy Football League, finally. (laughs) It's only Thursday. The week has been wrapped up, and so we will chat about what happened uh, last week. As we start to make a final push for the playoffs there, that's going to happen in the 9 o'clock hour. Also going to have a chance for you to qualify for Win Santa Sack. We're down to two days left to qualify for this thing if you haven't been in the running. If you did qualify, then you are in the running for the final drawing, which is the biggest and best of the bunch. So if you want to win things like a smart speaker and a fire stick and a gigantic 4K TV, smart TV at that, an Xbox One X, then uh, now would be the time to... Get in on the action of Pop Culture Smackdown that's happening at 8.30. Big J will have a nerd alert for you as well, so it should be a pretty busy Thursday. Packed. Jam-packed, just like we like it. Yep. And, of course, we also play music on this show. Music like the Day of Green. It's Brain Stew, along with Jade did here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. <laughs> on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Numbers are in from yesterday around the state of Idaho for the coronavirus. Health officials reported 1,517 cases total, uh, 1,094 confirmed, 423 probable. Uh, Nearly 89,000 people have tested positive for the virus confirmed in Idaho since March. We're well over 100,000 now when you tack in the confirmed and probable Ada County once again leads away, 293 cases there, 151 in Canyon. The state also released new hospitalization yesterday, data yesterday. As of Monday, 466 people statewide hospitalized with COVID-19. That's down from the record of 470 on November 25th, but only from four. Also, 108 people are in the ICU currently. Still a very high number, obviously. The also... Really unfortunate thing that came down yesterday. Uh, we set a record with uh, deaths. 34 convert coronavirus-related deaths in a single day. Yesterday, uh, the state has now reached 1,000 deaths since the pandemic began earlier this year. Uh, we're at 1,030, unfortunately. And uh, the real shocking one was, obviously, these kind of numbers almost wrap up the month of November. Uh, and at the end of October, we had 626 deaths as a state. And now we're over 1,000, so almost 400 deaths in the month of November. That's more Just than the some month. countries. Just the month of November alone. That's what we're dealing with here. So it's not good news. Not good news. Well, some, uh, some uh, was it worth the wait, Big J, for the, uh, the Steelers-Ravens game? I don't know. I didn't get to watch it. Good. Uh, you didn't miss a damn thing. You know why? Why? Because KTVB and DirecTV are in a dispute. Oh, you don't have so, KTVB anymore? No. How did you watch Sunday Night Football? You didn't? It was, it, they had oh, still it happened had, it over the still weekend? on the air. Yeah, it happened over the, I don't know, probably yesterday. What a kick in the jeans. Yeah. Uh, either way, you didn't miss much, man. Uh, the Steelers beat the Ravens 19-14, to but it was an ugly game. Uh, ugly to the fact that, you know, uh, the Ravens were without Lamar Jackson and Robert Griffin III got injured in the fourth quarter. And so, uh, But it's not like he was doing great either. He had like 33 yards passing for the entire game. It just was not good. Uh, lots of drop passes. Uh, it was a sloppy game and, uh, and pretty gross, to be honest. But... 
The Steelers win 11 to nothing. Uh, 11 to no is what they are, I should say. Uh, 19 to 14, the final score. Uh, the Ravens fall to 6 and 5, Big J, on the season. So there's that. But the uh, Steelers did get some bad news. It looks like Bud Dupree, their linebacker, may have suffered a torn ACL during the win. He is playing on the franchise tag for the team, so that's never good. Yikes. Uh, so uh, he may be done for the year. Huge trade in the NBA last night. Russell Westbrook is headed to the Washington Wizards in exchange for John Wall and a future first-round draft pick. Uh, Westbrook had reportedly wanted out of Houston, so now he's basically sent to the NBA wasteland that is Washington to play for the Wizards. Meanwhile, John Wall, who was at one point an NBA superstar, will try to get another start here in Houston, whereas he hasn't played in the last two years, Big J. Uh, he's had a knee injury and an Achilles injury that has kept him out for two full basketball seasons. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening down there in Houston as well, but that's still a pretty big trade in the world of basketball. Well, Big J, uh, the L.A. County is in the midst of a COVID-19 resurgence, just like the rest of the country appears to be. But still, insiders tell The Hollywood Reporter that uh, it may be, just maybe still, they're planning on doing the Academy Awards in person. April 25th, as reported, but it may be delayed. Uh, what's likelier per the uh, the insiders is now a hybrid in-person and virtual event a la the Emmy Awards that kind of took place a couple weeks ago. The real question is, what are you going to nominate <laughs> for yeah. you know, uh, the Academy Awards for the year 2020 with everything being delayed and nothing getting a wide release and not a lot of things being seen? There hasn't been a, not a big, you know, even awards movies that have come out. So it should be really interesting to see what they do with the Academy Awards this year. The best in tech and gaming. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. The developers over at Epic Games continue to reinvent their franchise game, Fortnite, with season updates. And this latest season, which is now available, topped off with some unbelievable crossovers. Nick, let's start with Galacticus from the Marvel Universe. He's plunged Fortnite into a space and time chaos opening the door for a crossover event that includes Kratos. Is that how you pronounce his name? Kratos. Kratos from God of War and the Mandalorian with Baby Yoda. Hey, Baby Yoda has a name now. Yeah, Grogu. Uh, sorry for spoiling that if you haven't seen episode uh, five yet. Uh, either way, uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm still not a, uh, ever played Fortnite, but listen, you got to give them props for all the stuff that they do for these events. It's, it looks like a lot of fun. Cord cutters should be jumping for joy right now as a huge announcement landed yesterday across all the Discovery Network channels. The Discovery Plus is coming in January, January 4th to be exact. That's when you can line up all their channels like Food Network, HGTV, Discovery, DIY, A&E, History, Travel, and Sci-Fi channels, just to name a few of the favorite streaming, uh, or to a favorite streaming service of your own. So uh, you want to look for this to add next to your Netflix or whatever it is. The price will be $5 of ads and $7 for ad-free. They also partner with Verizon, so that will be part of a huge Verizon promotion offering Discovery Plus service free for a year. All right. So another streaming service for you. Uh, but this one is, is this would be one of the main things that I would miss. Some of these channels. Yeah, I mean that that's a no brainer right there. If you cut the cord, you're saying? Yeah, Got yeah, it. for for sure. I mean that lineup of most of the stuff that I watch. So, uh, boom. Uh, just in time for uh, Christmas, Nick. There's a lineup of games finally coming out. Uh, these two have already been out, but are coming out for the next gen games. FIFA twenty, FIFA twenty one, and Madden twenty one for the next gens uh, will hit stores tomorrow. If you're lucky enough to have a next-gen console. Well, Merry Christmas, Mother Bleeper. <laughs> uh, December, also a busy time for one Keanu Reeves, as the PC game John Wick 
Hex will be available to Switch and Xbox users on Friday as well. So now that's a very interesting uh, strategy action game that uh, has found a home on PC and now it'll be available on some consoles. And of course, we're just seven days away, Nick, from huge release of the year that's been pushed back and back and back. Then I'm talking about Cyberpunk 2077, which stars Keanu Reeves. It will take over the gaming world with many reviews calling it uh, one of the greatest RPG games that's been made. I'm so bummed out. We shall see. I'm not going to be able to play it. Why? Because it's a first-person game, and I can't do it. Come on, you can do it. No, I can't. Now's the time. I, I've tried. I, it's not like I haven't tried. All that's out yeah, is first-person Yeah, but it's not games. like a, a constant... It's not... I don't enjoy the gameplay. I don't enjoy it. I don't I don't like the view. I don't I don't like the herky-jerkiness of the controls. It makes the game not fun for me, and I was super disappointed because the lead-up made it look like it was all third-person, or at least it would give you the option of going third or first-person, but then I watched the gameplay, and I was like, what a bummer. So, nope, it won't get my money. He Sorry. Doesn't, he doesn't like the herky-jerky. I don't. Uh, the college Duty Endowment has announced that the second annual Code Bowl, which also happens to be the first ever transatlantic military esports competition, will take place December 11, 2020. Presented by the USAA, this charity event is meant to raise awareness and funds for veteran employment and will feature esports teams from all five U.S. Departments of Defense military branches and the U.K.'s military British Army, Royal Air Force, and Royal Navy. This year will include teams from the U.S. Marine Corps, U.S. Air Force, and the U.S. Space Force. The Code Bowl will begin at 10 a.m. Pacific time on December 11th, and each team will compete in Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War in a tournament-style competition. Furthermore, each team will be captained by a popular Call of Duty streamer, teamed up with another top influencer and service members the United States and the United Kingdom. That's cool. So do they have these teams like predetermined, or is it just like anybody can play kind of a thing? Uh, it would not be any any anybody can play. Yeah, they, the um, esports the e teams for these uh, military branches are already set, and they'll take, you know, popular streamers like, uh, uh, you know, probably uh, Tim the Tatman and, you know, uh, Dr. Disrespect. Those kind of guys will probably end up uh, playing with some of these uh, uh, esports teams. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Uh, so there's your nerd alert, courtesy of Big J. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. It is raffle time, kids. The Idaho Lottery's yearly raffle, million dollar raffle, is on right now, all the way through the end of the month where somebody is guaranteed to win a million dollars. Might as well be you. Tickets are on sale now at all Idaho Lottery retailers. Pick one up before the end of the year, and maybe, just maybe, be the next millionaire courtesy of the Idaho Lottery. The government has tightened the reins on emotional support animals on airplanes, Big J. Yeah. The Transportation Department issued a final rule yesterday that rewrites the rules about emotional support animals after people brought everything from turtles, pigs, and peacocks on board planes. The agency said parents, uh, passengers carrying unusual animals on board eroded the public trust in legitimate service animals and noted that the frequency of people fraudulently representing their pets as service animals as well as a rise in badly behaved emotional support animals led to this decision. The new rule will allow airlines to force passengers with emotional support animals to check them at the cargo hold and pay a pet fee or leave them at home. Under the final rule, which takes effect in about a month, a service animal is defined as a dog trained to help a person with a physical or psychiatric disability. So only dogs, and you're not allowing them on the plane anymore. Boom. That's how that's going. I uh, I don't think I've ever seen a, a service animal on a flight as much as I've been on it. I've seen people with dogs in, like, carriers and stuff. Yeah. But none yeah. that I would qualify as a, a service animal. 
and none that was weird. Your family flies a whole lot. Any weird stories about that? Uh, oh, I'm sure the wife has plenty, uh, but I, I haven't seen any. Because, I mean, the story makes it sound like it's running rampant. And I know that we had a couple of stories where we showcased some of the really weirder stuff. But was it an epidemic? <laughs> I, well, it's tough because it, they, it, it was a loose term, emotional support of course. animal, you know. And here's the thing. It's when, like, you can't have nice things when people try to take advantage of the system. And there are so many people out there who try to do that. It's it's a real shame. And, and sure, there are some animals that might not necessarily be your standard dog that do lend emotional support. But it's not necessarily something that's been... Um, you know, prescribed by a doctor. That's the thing. Right. And um, one would know. argue every animal is an emotional support animal in some way. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yes, I understand what you're saying. I just didn't know if it was like something that was like, I mean, I don't fly a whole hell of a lot. So it's not like I would have a bunch of stories to tell. But I just, I hadn't noticed that. It, I mean, even walking around the airport, I hadn't seen anything weird. And we've been to right. a pretty big airports. You're right. So I don't know how big of a deal it was. But you're right. I mean, it's a couple of bad apples that have ruined the bunch is how it works. First NBA games of the season have been scheduled for December 22nd. Warriors will take on the Nets on opening night, followed by the Lakers and the Clippers. On the 23rd, the Bucks and the Celtics at 7.30 Eastern, and then the Mavericks at the Suns on the second day of stuff. The big day of the year, of course, is always Christmas Day for the NBA, and they've got five games on that particular day. Pelicans, Heat, Warriors, Bucks, the Nets, Celtics, Mavericks, Lakers, and Clippers, Nuggets are your big games to kind of kick off the season. They're releasing the schedule kind of half a year at a time, the NBA is, so they're just, I guess, I don't know if they're playing it safe just in case something happens and shuts things down or they have to get creative and then giving themselves a little bit of leeway for the second half of the year. Either way, it's happening. The NBA season kicks off December 20, or tips off, I believe is the term you should use for NBA on uh, the 22nd of this month. Big J on Tuesday night, the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle presented Alice in Chains with its 14th annual Founders Award. Then yesterday, the museum, along with Amazon Music, announced the release of the compilation called the Mopop Founders Award honoring Alice in Chains, which means all the performances that took place during that stream were recorded and will be released as a compilation album, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Well, Alice in Chains kicked off the night with your decision. You had a bunch of uh, great bands and even some people that you'd never heard of covering uh, some Alice in Chains songs. Ann Wilson did Rooster, which was great. Uh, Aaron Jones, Shooter Jennings, Duff McKagan teamed up for Down in a Hole. Korn did a great heavy version of Wood. Uh, Metallica did an unplugged version of the same song. Mastodon killed it on Again. If you get a chance to look that one up again, just do that. It was amazing. Uh, Alice in Chains popped back in for no excuses. Aaron Jones by himself did Heaven Beside You. Billy Corgan did Check My Brain. Fishbone did uh, Them Bones. And uh, it's just really cool. And a whole bunch of stuff. About 20 songs in total. All Alice in Chains covers. And uh, it covers the entire catalog, both with Lane and without as well. Uh, so check it out for yourself. It will be coming out very, very soon. The tribute raised more than $600,000. Uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, that's from all the streams that people took into it. So it was a successful stream for Alice in Chains and for the Museum of Pop Culture. Now an album is coming because of it. Nice. What's the switch? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. There's so much going on in this story and so much wrong with this story that I guess the only place to start is at the actual beginning of it all. 
And uh, we head to Tennessee for today's We're Going to Hell story. Okay. And the story starts in 2015, BJ. Uh, 17-year-old Gary Hardwick living at home about, oh, I don't know, 12 hours away from Tennessee where a majority of his family lives. He still lives with his parents, of course. Uh, when he got word that, unfortunately, uh, a family member that he wasn't familiar with, but uh, very close to his father, his uncle had passed away. And so they decided that it was time to pack up the family and head to Tennessee for the first time in their kids' lives and meet their dad's side of the family as he mourned the loss of his brother, right? Yeah. So they, they go to the funeral, Big J, and that is when 17-year-old Gary Hardwick met his natural birth grandmother for the first time, Almeda Hardwick. She was 71 years old. She was mourning the death of her son, Big J. Yeah, of course. At the funeral, Gary and Almeida start making out. What? She's 70? She's 71. His grandmother. He's 17. Her grandson. Oh. They are making out. Jesus. Gary describes it as love at first sight. Whoa. <laughs> then, two weeks later, in 2015, Garrett, Robert and Alameda get married. Excuse me. Gary and Alameda get married. He was 17 at the time and she was 71 still of course because it was two weeks after they met. But now they're married because I guess you can do that in Tennessee. You can marry your grandma. I I don't know. Man. Man. Just to give you an idea how messed up the situation is. Gary or uh, Alameda's got six grandkids, right? Five of them are all older than her youngest grandson, Gary, who she is now married to. Okay? So, listen, despite all that, despite the uh, the weirdness of it, they have survived, Big J. They have a five-year anniversary that they are celebrating of their marriage. They're still together. They're still what they say is in a happy and healthy relationship. And now, finally, they're ready to share it with the world. And how do you do that, Big J, in the year 2020? It's on TikTok? Close. They have a TikTok page, but that's not what the story is about. Oh, God, the story no. is about no, no, no. their OnlyFans page. Oh, my God. Because they have decided, you know what? We've got a wonderful and beautiful relationship and a wonderful and beautiful sex life. Why don't people want to check this out? No. No. You, no, you, no, you, you no, like no. to think no. no. No, people. But that's the worst part of the story. We deserve everything we're getting from the world. This is why the world is in the crapper. Gary and Alameda are raking it in on their OnlyFans. Uh, making money hand over fist. Gary said, I couldn't even imagine the amount of money we're making. I didn't know people have were so interested in grandmothers and grandsons getting it on. And listen to me. Alameda's 77 years old at this point, okay? She looks like a 77-year-old woman. Good for her. Alive and kicking. Obviously healthy enough to get it on, I guess. But, like... Huh? So, they're very happy with their sex life. They're very happy to share it. But the amazing thing is, since this thing started a couple of months ago, they have well over 3,000 subscribers to their OnlyFans, which pay them $15 a month to see them kissing serrating each other and of course Big J full hardcore getting it on 
so people are into that. In case you're curious, there's a 53-year age gap between the two. Uh, they are happy to share their relationship with the world and encourage you, Big J, to jump on their OnlyFans nope. and be a part of it. Nope. And they've made it five years this far. They're doing great. And they'll love each other until their last breaths, according to... Well, that's not far away for her. <laughs> the happy couple. And uh, if you do want to join their OnlyFans, Big J, they're having a special, only five fifty this month. How about that? At OnlyFans.com. God help us all. What are we doing? I don't get it. Does OnlyFans have to be about sex? Is that... I mean, I don't, I've never looked at it, so... I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it can technically be about anything, but what we have found out is people are most likely to pay other people for the ability to see them naked. So, a morning after OnlyFans. Yeah, you'd have to describe to me what premium content you'd be putting on there that would want people to pay for it. Do you have any ideas? Y- well, no. That don't include nude photos? No. Okay. Then I, then I think you've proven your own point here. Either way... Uh, it Just will don't be... Want to be left out, you know. <laughs> well, you can start your own OnlyFans if you want, and you can see if people want to pay to see regular <laughs> pictures of you. I don't know. Maybe they will. It's a nice parody OnlyFans <laughs> count. You're not getting my money though. What? Morning after. That's right. With Nick and Big J. Premium content over here. Yeah, well, you can't describe to me what that premium content is. Because I want you to go to OnlyFans (laughs) to find out. Because you don't know what it is. How about we uh, do your We're Going to Hell story? That's it. It's the (laughs) X-Rock. So Red Hot Chili Peppers, that is higher ground here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. And, well... It became official right around 7.30 or so last night when the Mountain West released a statement that said, for the second week in a row, Big J, your Boise State Broncos will not be playing a football game. This one with a little bit more notice than the one last week, which was notified about five hours before the teams were set to kick off the teams. San Jose State was already in town here. This one is happening uh, at least the day before, two days before at that point. Uh, The game was slated to happen on Friday in Las Vegas, but the Mountain West has decided to cancel it. They said based on guidelines from medical personnel and uh, epidemiologists, the Friday's game has been canceled and will not be rescheduled. Both medical teams have been in communication in order to understand the full picture of COVID issues in our region. And so that is it. So the Broncos aren't going to play again tomorrow. So no game for two weeks. Uh, I think you would have to classify this college football season as kind of a mess, right? Not just for the Broncos, but I think nationwide. It's kind of, I mean, is this what you wanted when you when we all really were excited for college football to come back? Because it's not what I wanted. I didn't want a bunch of games to be canceled, a bunch of kids to get sick, a bunch of things to be shuffled yeah. around, and then whatever kind of weird-ass playoff-slash-bowl game thing so that the sponsors still make their money is a uh, comical, uh, you know, kind of takedown of what it actually should be in a normal season had every player been playing and every player been healthy it's such a different look i mean these teams have lost games because players have been out teams have been missing 14 15 players sometimes while taking on games it's just not i mean you know i don't even know how you could possibly tell me who the best teams in the country are you have no idea yeah teams like western michigan or something like that in the top 10 i mean it's not it's not it's ridiculous yeah, and and some teams only playing a couple games, others having ten. Right, some nine the now. They just took back a bunch of the ACC, so now they're only asking Clemson and Notre Dame to play nine games. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a real mess from the very beginning. 
It is. And uh, the Broncos did hold out for a good part of the season where things seemed to be somewhat nominal, but uh, they got caught up in the old COVID bug themselves, although you wouldn't know it if you talked to them. But uh, the Mount West was very careful not to say which teams were at fault or if both teams had issues with COVID or they just thought it would be a good idea not to play because of the increase in both places. Who knows? I mean, you got the impression at least last week that it might have been because of the Broncos and some of the stuff that was going on that led to the cancellation, especially because it was so soon before the game. But the team was practicing and everything leading up to this one on Friday, and I don't know if it was just a combination of things or if one team was having more issues than the other and they're causing it down. But again, with with Operation Lockdown coming out of Broncos camp, it's not like we're ever going to get any answers as to how many people on the team have COVID, how many people are dealing it. But I'm going to guess a lot. Yeah, I'm going to guess a lot too. Make no mistake, there's probably a bunch of kids that are dealing with this right now, not just on, on the Broncos, but probably on UNLV as well. And so it is certainly an issue, and who knows what comes next. We just know uh, the difference between these games and some other conferences is they're not postponements. They're not going to make these things up. These games just just aren't happening. And so uh, we'll see what ends up happening going forward. The Broncos are now set to play uh, Wyoming on the 12th, so they've got uh, you know nine days before they have to worry about this all again. But we'll see if that happens now. And that's a road game. It's at Wyoming, in case you're curious. So that's what's next for the Broncos. But it has not been a good couple of weeks for the Broncos college football program, for sure. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. How goes the Big J TikTok page, Big J? I mean, I really don't post anything there. So not a lot of cool and interesting content on that page. Nope. Not looking for a lot of for OnlyFans. (laughs) You lip syncing to videos is going to be on OnlyFans? No. No, but the interesting stuff. I see. Either way, if you do use TikTok, get ready. They're reportedly testing out a fairly big change. Much like Twitter. When Twitter came on, do you remember how many characters you got? Uh, Was it 40? No, no, it was 90. 90? Uh, And then they expanded it, almost doubled it, because people wanted more room to do stuff. And TikTok now has a limit as to how long your videos can be on TikTok. Do you know what that is? No. 60 seconds. Oh, okay. Uh, But now they want to make sure that people have the content that they crave. And TikTok is testing out some people to let them create videos up to three minutes long, Big J. Damn. So far, TikTok has not released any official comment about the testing, but users uploaded screenshots showing the three-minute time limit to social media. So I guess the question becomes, in this world of ever-fading attention deficits... How long can a video keep your attention before you get bored, typically? I tell you what, I'm not watching... Well, listen, I don't watch a lot of TikToks as it is, but uh, I'm not going to watch a three-minute TikTok of somebody doing stuff. That's why Jesus made YouTube, right? For the longer-form well, support, Instagram, or... Uh, well, of course. Uh, but, you know, it's so weird to me, like, how these social media things become popular by doing something a particular way. And to me, TikTok is that quick hit kind of thing that you're able to get done in a matter of seconds because you have to. And when those restrictions are taken away from you, it just becomes another Instagram. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Instagram's already, and and Twitter already doing things to make themselves seem more like TikTok. So it's just a weird bastardization of whatever drew you to that particular network in the first place. They're all going to be the same soon enough. Yeah, pretty much. Whatever becomes popular becomes ripped off by the other one. And so that's just the way that it works. So 
If you like longer form TikToks, get used to it, but it's all going to be Remember the same. Remember Snapchat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, the uh, the Steelers ended up winning yesterday against the Baltimore Ravens. It was an ugly ass game, though. Nineteen to fourteen, the final score. Pittsburgh improves to eleven and zero on the season, but they may be down a defensive player. Bud Dupree, their stud linebacker, may have suffered a torn ACL during yesterday's win over the Ravens. He'll have an update as he undergoes testing today. LeBron James is back with the Los Angeles Lakers, surprising absolutely no one. He signed a two-year deal for eighty-five million dollars a year. That's not bad. It's a big raise since he was being paid $39.2 million for his current season. Speculation is rife that uh, James is eager to stay long enough to play with or against his son, Bronny James, who, of course, is a high school player right now. He's got two more years before he could head to college. Or if the NBA changes their high school player rules again, could be could have a chance to play with his dad or against his dad or whatever. Could make it to the NBA, but his son's a pretty good basketball player, too, not surprisingly. It'd be pretty cool to once, see. Once again, we are ahead of the curve when it comes to cool things. You remember when we had uh, the Stars of Vikings on before that show even yeah, debuted? Catherine Winnick. On the History Channel. Well, it's wrapping up. The final 10 episodes of the drama is airing this year, and it will land on Amazon before it airs on History. The streamer struck a deal for the exclusive first run of the final season. The episodes will drop on December 30th, so if you are willing and able and excited to see how Vikings ends up, you may want to watch it on Amazon first before it gets to history. At least it gives you a chance to. You'll be all caught up before it hits broadcast TV, just like you like. Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and here's your chance. Uh, one of a fleeting few here to get qualified for Santa's sack, which is loaded in Echo Dot. Uh, we've got um, a, uh, a Kindle tablet in there, HD. We've got a 55-inch 4K smart TV. There's a sound system for that TV and an Xbox One X. So looking pretty nifty right there. Uh, we'll also throw at you a Wendy's $25 gift card for you to go out and get some delicious baconating food. If you uh, beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown here this week. All right, now's the time to get on the horn and play. If you'd like to, 208-287-1003 to take on Big J in the world of Pop Culture Smackdown. I say good luck to everybody. Everybody today. Hello, The X. Hey. What's up, man? What's your name? Mike. All right, Mike, you're up first. Mike, first published in the 1950s, what epic three-volume series about Middle Earth was written by J.R.R. Tolkien? Uh... Lord of the Rings. Right. That is correct. Big J, what frozen food mascot has a sidekick named the Little Green Sprout? The, you want the name of the mascot? The Jolly Green Giant? Right. The Jolly Green Giant is correct. Mike, to you, according to his theme song, what superhero, quote, spins a web any size? Uh, Spider-Man. Right. Correct. Big J. Spider-Pig. Debuting in 1975, what television series holds the record for winning the most primetime Emmys by a bunch? 1975. Is it a comedy, a drama? What is it? I'd say comedy. Although some would argue. Um... WKRP in Cincinnati? Wrong. No. No. Uh, It's still on the air today. Does that help you? (laughs) Oh, uh, Sesame Street? No. Wrong. Uh, What if I said it had live in the title? And it airs weekly. Oh, duh. Saturday Night Live. Right. Saturday Night Live. 
242 like he knew the answer. nominations, 54 actual wow. wins. Congratulations, Mike. You're qualified to win Santa's sack. You also have some Wendy's coming your way. You hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure we send out that Wendy's to you. And we will come Mediocre. back with some headlines. That's next on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Aw, you know, things are getting hairy and Grandma Shroom. Ah, uh, you know, this could be the best Christmas tree decoration ever. Animal rescuers in Australia were called to a home of a woman who found a koala hanging in the branches of her Christmas tree, Big J. The Adelaide Hills Koala Rescue said that their hotline operator initially thought she was being pranked. When Amanda McCormick called in and said to report the creature in her tree inside of her home, the female koala was safely returned to outdoors. Rescuers know koalas are very curious creatures, and if the opportunity presents itself, they will investigate. They're not sure how it got inside the house. They do know for sure it wasn't in the tree when they put it up in the house and decorated it, so they, I guess there's that, right? Yeah, but they can be dangerous. This one, I guess, is just fine. No mm-hmm. issues, no problems. Until it rips their face off. Well, uh, I guess they don't have to worry about it now. It's back where it belongs. And the family got away scot-free. But they are cute. But yes, they can be mean. Most animals can be mean, Big J, if given the opportunity. Yeah. You gotta watch out. They're called wild animals for a reason. Mm-hmm. Things are getting hairy or grandma shroom. Things are getting hairy. People from the northern Spanish region of Cantabria shared photos of hair-covered skin of their young children back in the summertime. Officials later admitted that about 20 kids were mistakenly given a particular medication for hair growth instead of a medication that was used to treat acid reflux. The mislabeled syrup was delivered to pharmacies in several different provinces in Spain, where pharmacists mixed it into a formula meant to contain the acid reflux medication instead gave them a bunch of hair growth stuff. It took authorities about two months to realize the labeling error, when one of the kids was like, hey, my uh, stomach still hurts, and oh, by the way, I've got hair growing everywhere. Oh, God. So they had to recall the medicine because of it. Teen Wolf. Families filed civil and criminal complaints against the laboratory and several companies for importing and distributing the drug. Uh, They're not sure if the condition is reversible and the kids are not. All they know is their kids are still growing hair, like all over the place, sprouting out of their bodies. And that's never a good look. Like, yeah, nobody wants to be famous for, like, you know, the wolf boy or wolf girl, right? Well, I don't know. You do? Might not be the worst thing to do. Take advantage of the situation. Listen, that can't make your childhood any easier. Here you go. Right? Kids are already... See see wolf boy and girl at OnlyFans.com. No, nobody's going to pay... Well, I I guess I shouldn't say that. (laughs) I would think nobody would pay for grandma sex, but I was... Today's today's theme. Wrong about that. Wrap it up with Grandma Shroom. In the Netherlands, an 82-year-old woman was recently laid to rest in a coffin made entirely of fast-composing mushroom fibers that will considerably increase the health of the soil in the years that follow. It's dubbed the Living Cocoon, Big J. And this coffin gives an option if you're a little bit more ecologically conscious than those that, uh, that don't really care about what kind of box they're buried in. If you want, maybe you want to have a positive impact on the planet when you're gone, you can purchase one of these created by 26-year-old Bob Hendricks. He is a bio designer from the University of Delphi. The living cocoon is made by growing a particular mushroom in a coffin-shaped frame. Then it's part of the mushroom that we can't see underground. It's what it's constructed of. And the fibrous networks makes it up most of the life form. 
Hendricks also referred to it as nature's recycler. Basically, what ends up happening is, Big J, this, this particular product that it's made out of turns you into a mushroom. Do you understand? Whoa. Yeah. It, like, breaks down your body into mushroom kind of molecules that will help process things that other agents of decomposition can't tackle and helps, I guess, purify the soil. It's like the ultimate ashes to ashes, dust to dust kind of thing. And I've always wanted to be a fun guy. Ho, ho, ho! Boom! Yes! Morning after. Come on, morning, man! There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Jerk. Asking Alexandria they don't want what we want here on 100.3 The X Rocks in the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh, man. Finally. It took forever, but week number 12 wrapped up in the NFL last night, which means we get to recap the morning after Fantasy Football League. Big J, not going to lie, it's going to be tough for you to make the playoffs, but damn it, you keep fighting, don't you? How goes the fight this week? Yeah, uh, it was good. I mean, I had a great start uh, with the Houston game in Detroit on Thanksgiving. Uh, Deshaun Watson, my quarterback, uh, he uh, had himself a day. I had 33 points out of him. And then Mr. Derrick Henry, proving why he was uh, worth my number one pick. He uh, went on to score almost 40 points, Nick. So you know, it's it's that's a good start. Yeah. And I needed it because I had some uh, some problems in some other positions. Uh, I had uh, some running back woes, and uh, you know, I finally had a player play yesterday afternoon. Gus Edwards was a replacement for one of my other players from the Baltimore Ravens, so he got seven points, got a touchdown right out of the gate. And uh, Emmanuel Sanders, one of my wide receivers, kind of a fill-in. He only scored a point for me. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, not uh, measuring up to where he should be getting. Kyler Murray's hurt. That's hurt. Yeah, 10, 10, 10 and a half points from him. Uh, Rob Gronkowski threw in with 16 points, and then the Rams' defense was huge, even though uh, they lost to the San Francisco 49ers uh, 15 points. So I had a pretty good day 135 points. Uh, I can't say the same for the cheese graders. Cam Newton had a, a really bad outing, even though uh, they uh, they won there in Arizona. They uh, He only got 3.96 points. Yeah, that's not good from your quarterback. Dalvin Cook only got him 10 points. Uh, Chris Carson uh, from the uh, Seattle Seahawks got him 13.9 points. Uh, Jefferson, the wide receiver from Minnesota, got him 26 points. And uh, T. Higgins from uh, Cincinnati got him 15 points. But uh, he uh, had a hard time coming up against... uh, the old Big J this week with uh, only scoring 92 points. Congratulations to you, sir, on the yeah. big victory. And uh, Pickle Nick picks up another victory as well. That's two in a row if you're keeping track at home. Uh, we were to improve. close to the same uh, number of scoring. Yeah, exactly. Uh, seven and five, I improved too. I, I am just on the outside of the playoff hunt. I am actually tied technically for, for fourth place and uh, the final seed in the playoffs, but uh, somebody has scored more points than me, and I think beat me head-to-head too. So uh, that's uh, that's why I find myself in fifth place. So there's plenty of more climbing to go in the next three weeks, but I can thank uh, Pat Mahomes, who's been a godsend this year for me. Uh, I started Dave Montgomery for the Bears. That should prove to be a smart move. Uh, also, DK Metcalf from the Seahawks had a huge game for me, too. So I will take that to 132.5 points. I left a bunch on the bench, too, but you never can tell, man. I mean, I wasn't going to start Eckler coming off of IR against yeah. the Bills defense. So I don't I have I mean, it sucks. I wish I would have started him, but I don't feel bad for not starting him. And then uh, Jarvis Landry just kind of came out of nowhere this week and scored a ridiculous amount of points. But, uh, you know, I had Michael Thomas in instead, and I wasn't thinking that both 
the Denver Broncos and the Saints were going to do nothing but run the ball, but that's exactly what happened in that terrible football game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I beat Guitar Street Hooligans, the defending champion, 132-93. to uh, He actually had a halfway... I mean, Carson Wentz is getting a lot of crap, but it was his leading scorer in fantasy football this week uh, with 18.8 points. Uh, he ended up getting 15 out of Woods from L.A. and 16 out of McLaurin on Thanksgiving Day, but that's pretty much it. He also had uh, 93 points on the day. So that's uh, a win for me. I improved to 7-5. and I will take it. And, of course, congratulations to COVID-49, who uh, is still a pretty good football player in fantasy world. 8-4 and four he improves, too, with a uh, 122-99 win over Saquanda forever. Uh, Kyler Murray did not do well for him, but you know who did? Gallman for the Giants, Adams for the Packers, Anderson for the Panthers. He had a huge game on Allen Robinson on Sunday night. And the nice game out of the Steelers defense yesterday to give him 122 points. Uh, Dell had Josh Allen, who didn't have a great game. Uh, his running backs had some issues. Aaron Jones and Brian Hill for Atlanta had to start Hill out of a thing. And then he got negative points out of his defense, which is never good. 21 points out of his kicker, though, to lead all scorers for him uh, with yeah. Young Kwu. So got himself a nice 21-point game, but just not enough. Uh, Dell and I are who's battling it out for the final slot right now. We're both 7-5. and five. Uh, and COVID-49 improves to uh, 8-4. and four. Uh, Also, I, mi- I missed Dak. Uh, ended up squeezing it out against the FC Boise football team this weekend. So that was a nice little battle back and forth. Uh, he, got, he had a zero burger from Julio Jones, but still... Uh, he has been riding the uh, the Tyson Hill bandwagon and got 18 points out of Hill, who's been running touchdowns in, 26 points out of Nick Chubb, 25 out of uh, A.J. Brown for Tennessee. So a good performance and the close one for him to pull it off there at the end. Uh, Matthew Stafford didn't do much for, uh, once again, FC Boise, who, who just can't seem to stop playing the Lions quarterback for some reason. Yeah, there are other quarterbacks. <laughs> He's got one on his bench in Tom Brady, who had a better team game. Uh, but what can you do? He also ended up playing uh, Miles Sanders for Philadelphia, who did not run the ball very well. And Tyler Lockett just had an off game for the Seahawks because DK Metcalf got all the uh, actual attention. So that probably cost him a little bit. But that was a close game, 116 to 110. Wrong side of Kamara getting hot at the right time. Three in a row for Courtney with a 119-95 win over Wubba Lubba touchdowns. Uh, big day out of uh, Mr. Amari Cooper for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, Jones for the running back for Tampa Bay and her Dolphins defense kid led her to 119 points uh never good for Wubba Lubba touchdowns might have had a chance if he actually uh had another quarterback on his team other than Derek Carr who just got ran over by Atlanta and ended up getting him 0.06 points despite playing the whole football game that is uh, uh just one of those that hurts when that particular thing happens but it's the only quarterback on his roster so he was going uh, ride or die with Derek Carr and this week he died he also got a zero burger out of his tight end uh, Jared Cook, who was an offensive player for the Saints, so that sucks. Two uh, two essential zeros when you lose by 20 points in this league really, really hurts, and that's what hurt Bubble of a Touchdowns. But congratulations to Courtney uh, getting her third win in a row. And the team that's been hot, despite starting out really, really rough, has been Devontae's peak, has been on a three-game tear. Now, they are 5-7, and seven, Stewart's team is, but they have been unstoppable the last three weeks with the amount of points that they have put up. Uh, that is despite the fact that uh, Jared Goff didn't get him a whole bunch of points. But he's had Antonio Gibson. He's had Tyreek Hill, who had a huge game. Tyreek Hill had almost 60 points yeah. in Man. this particular football game, which is insane. 
Just insane. 154.92 points. That's the high score of the week going against the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who uh, finally breaks 100 points but still falls to 2-10, and 10, the uh, worst team in the league, unfortunately, for uh, Eden. So uh, it sucks. But a zero burger out of Sony Michelle, that ain't going to help you. Uh, a bad performance out of Teddy Bridgewater and not a lot of, uh, care, uh, I guess, catches by Waller or Cup will do it. So uh, they fall to 2-10 and ten on the year. We got three games left in the regular season before we head to the playoffs, and we got ourselves a nice little kind of bottleneck up top. 8-4, uh, or 9-3, and three, I miss Dak is the best team in the league. 8-4, and four, COVID-49, and wrong side of Camara. 7-5, myself, and uh, Saquanda forever. And then uh, there's FC Boise at 6-6. Six and six. They're all, there's the five of us fight or the six of us I should say fighting for four playoff spots over the last three weeks we shall see what ends up happening and I guess PJ technically mathematically you're not out of it man you go eight and seven and a bunch of us lose you still have a chance well I I, I don't know if that's gonna happen I will tell you this I'm gonna have to try my hardest to, to help you out because you're going up against uh, Sequandra forever that's who you're playing this week? Yeah, so that would benefit you pretty greatly if I uh, took him down for second time, I think. This will be a nice battle. I've got FC Boise this week, and those are that's the other team that I'm kind of battling in my division to see if I can uh, get into the playoffs. So it's a pretty big game for me this week as well. We shall see, but that's your morning after Fantasy Football League recap for week number 12. We'll do some bad impressions next on the x Rocks. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And uh, for bad impressions here, we'll hook you up with a $25 gift certificate to Papa Joe's Casual Italian Restaurant Bar here at the Treasure Valley off their uh, Capitol Boulevard. And they got happy hour, Nick, from 3 until 6 p.m. Half off all draft beer and well cocktails. Warhouse wine. Check it out, man. Yeah. Have yourself some fun on us, some food, and uh, maybe some beverages on us, too. So all you have to do if you want to win this uh, is get on the phone, 208-287-1003. We'll mail this gift card out to you. And you just have to figure out who Big J's trying to be. He's got three clues. They all point to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out that famous person, you got Papa Joe's coming your way. Let's go. Hello, The X. Hi. What's up, man? What's your name? Ryan. All right, Ryan, you're up first. Good luck. I served two years in the Israeli Defense Force's fitness combat readiness instructor, and I studied law while building my modeling and acting chops. Can I have another? I got my first big break in Fast and the Furious franchise as Giselle Yashar. Um, one more, please. Christmas Day, come hell or high water, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out. Oh, yeah, I'm Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I have no idea. I'm going to guess Vin Diesel. I know it's wrong. I'm not Vin Diesel. That being said, thanks for playing, Ryan. I would watch Vin Diesel's Wonder Woman. That's a movie I would watch. 100%. Hello, the Wonder X. Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out. Oh, yeah, I'm Wonder Woman. I can tell that you've heard yeah, the clues. So now the, the answer is? Hello? Hello? Yes, the answer, please. Gazzadeau. There you go. We'll take it. Hang on one second, man. We'll hook you up with I'm that probably Papa mispronouncing Jones. your name as well. Uh, why is Gal Gadot in the news? Uh, Gal is in the news because a uh, huge, do- huge deal uh, just announced, an eight-figure deal that puts her at the top of the uh, actress salary scale, Nick. Uh, she's been set to star in Heart of Stone, an original international spy thriller hatched by Skydance Media that endeavors to put a female spin on the action franchises like Mission Impossible and 007. All right, I'm cool with that. Uh, the writer of this is uh, wrote The Old Guard, which uh, starred... Great Shirley's. movie. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Um, 
Well, there you go. Look out. They'll, they'll try to take a crack at this. I mean, you know, you kind of got that vibe from Atomic Blonde, but they haven't had a chance to do a follow-up with that either. So we'll see who can take that that helm. But I think the world is ready for that kind of character to uh, have its own franchise. I certainly hope so. Did you watch The Old Guard? I haven't still. Oh, what I the know. hell? I know. I almost want. I, I got a vacation coming up. I'm going to watch it on vacation. All I right. promise you. Take your time. Morning now, after. You know what? Now, I'll wait. Nick. I'll wait until I'm good and ready. I'm sure you will. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next. Three Days Grace. Somebody that I used to know was wrapping up the Morning After with Nick and Big J right here on this Thursday morning. Got a nice little nerd alert courtesy of Big J early in the morning. That's always good. Also had a chance to qualify somebody for win Santa's sack. Told you about the Broncos game getting canceled for tomorrow, so they're not going to be playing UNLV anymore and even... We had a chance to recap the morning after Fantasy Football League. So a busy Thursday. That will segue into Friday, our last chance, at least here on the morning after, for you to qualify for the final Santa sack. That will be happening tomorrow. Big J will give you a life lesson heading into the weekend as well. So it should be an effective Friday, to say the least. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, in case you were wondering about maybe you were trying to fill out your your list of things you, you would be interested in getting for Christmas. Uh, Nick Costco is now offering private jet memberships. Finally. So for about $17,500, you become a member of the Wheels Up for a year and have access to more than 1,500 private planes across the country. Well, hang on. That's actually incredibly for. I'm guessing that just gives you access. You still have to pay per flight, right? I, yeah, I think you probably it's probably a lot like uh, a timeshare. You know, because you said seventeen hundred, not seventeen. No, seventeen thousand. Oh, it is seventeen thousand. Yeah. So maybe you do have carte blanche to go anywhere you want to go as long as there's a plane available in your particular area. Because uh, that, I mean, that's a lot of money, of course. Uh, but uh, you now you've done the private plane thing. I've never had. It is, is it? Would it be worth it? Uh, and these these are a little bit bigger than the, the the plane that I went on. So yeah, it'd be pretty cool. I mean, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot. But it's it's not nearly as much money as it would be to own a private jet. That's very very true. Uh, so yeah, I am wondering if it's like a card that gets you anywhere you want to go, kind of a thing. Because I mean, if you can use them, I don't know, once a week. But who's got that time? I guess right. You have to plan those kind of things out. Yep. But it's available. What's it called? Uh, it's, uh, the, uh, I'm sorry. I was looking at, at uh, the details there. It's, uh, the, the private jet membership through Costco. There you go. Go ahead and, uh, sh- flash him your card and see if you can't get it done for 17 Yeah, maybe grand. you got one of those executive cards. <laughs> so nice. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will see you tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rock.